0: Now, fight back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Highway robbery. That's one reaction to a new report which says Ontario drivers have been overcharged for auto insurance to the tune of $5 billion over five years. Yup, that's a billion with a B. Every year, collectively, and about $143 a year individually, according to a report researched by a York University prof and uh, done for the Ontario Trial Lawyers Association. Uh, Want to hear from you. What do you think about this, the numbers to call, 416 360 0740. Toll free, 1 866 740 4740. Tell us about your bills, but right now we are going to NDP leader Andrea Horvath. Now, remember, Lowering auto insurance premiums was her price for supporting the Liberal government back when they were a minority, and this is what we got instead of the fulfillment of that promise. Andrea joins me now. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Libby.
2: I'm glad you raised that because it shows that Kathleen Wynne is not a woman of her word, never has been, and we, as a result, have seen the auto insurance industry once again reap all kinds of profits off the backs of everyday drivers, and it's uh, you know it's shameful, absolutely shameful. Um, what
1: do you make of this report? Overcharged to the tune of five billion over five years.
2: I mean, it's 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 absolutely uh, scandalous and it's despicable. And I have to say that this is as much the auto insurance industry's fault, or or, or uh, you know, kind of it's their benefit, but it's equally the fault of the liberal government. Uh, the liberals. We're, we're um, you know, we're, we're warned for many years now that the auto insurance industry is out of control in Ontario. Uh, new Democrats have been pushing for some time now uh, to uh, to deal with the uh, with the auto insurance industry and the way that it gouges drivers. And of course, this report is, uh, it just gives evidence to what, what we've known for a long time and what drivers have known for a long time. That we have the fewest accidents in all of Canada, in our province, and yet we have the highest uh, insurance rates uh, going. And that's I mean, that's just wrong and it's, it's a rip-off and Kathleen Wynn has been a part of that rip-off and Doug Ford has no plans to change the rip-off of, uh, of uh, drivers in our province. Only New Democrats will, will get this uh, auto insurance industry Uh, In shape so that it actually is fair for drivers. Okay, well, we
1: haven't heard from the PCs yet on this topic, so to be fair. Uh, But um, according to this report, the insurance industry profits grew to one and a half billion in 2016, and that is up nearly 60% in four years. It's outrageous.
2: It's absolutely outrageous and again you know um it, uh, the, Liber- the liberals have uh, been in office for 15 years so we know for sure they're not going to make any changes uh, new democrats have been pushing for change uh, for years now uh in auto insurance and, and i mean i have to say if you look at the platform uh that uh, that the previous leader for the conservatives put forward they're happy to leave things as they are, uh, they talk about the um, inequality around some of the postal codes, which, of course, we've made that commitment as well to uh, to get rid of the um, you know the discrepancies when when it comes to where you live and how much you pay. Uh, it should be about how your driving record is and the kind of car you have, not which neighborhood you live in. Uh, so we're going to deal with that too. But uh, you know, conservatives have not said uh, in their existing platform or the one that they seem to be relying on these days uh, that they are going to change the auto insurance industry in any way look at libby Twenty, twenty-five 25 years 23 years of liberal and conservative governments and we have not seen either of those parties tackle the auto insurance industry uh, new Democrats will change that for the better now
1: the insurance industry always says it's because of fraud we're all pl- paying the price it's the fraud
2: of the people fraud against the people, the against the people. <laughs> okay uh, so you say that's just baloney yeah you know what it's it's the excuse that the Liberals have made time and time again they they buy what the auto insurance industry is saying hook line and sinker uh, and then they continue to make changes that uh, boost the profits of the industry and leave uh, drivers in the lurch, unable to pay for their insurance. I mean, I've, I've met people who bought used cars because they live in, you know, in the suburbs and they, they haven't been able to um, uh, to get the kind of transit that they need for their, uh, you know, their their, their daily uh, requirements. And so they have to have a car. Uh, they go to buy a used car, and uh, that's fine. They spend the money, and then they they go to insure it, and they actually have to sell the car because they can't afford the insurance on the car. And that's not that's not acceptable. We 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 force people to buy insurance. We force people to insure their their cars uh, as a as a province. Uh, the very least we should do is make sure that the product that they're requiring, they, requiring them to purchase is affordable. And uh, and the, the Liberals and Conservatives both have failed dis- dismally on that front. And, and it doesn't have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. And what about what you get? I know that
1: there was a modest uh, adjustment, I'll say, in my rates. But then my, uh, my trustee insurance agent said, oh, by the way you are covered for a lot less. And my recommendation is that you buy extra coverage and on liability or whatever it was, because that's been taken out um, along with the modest reduction in your original rates.
2: Yeah. I mean, and so this is how the insurance industry has been able to reap the profits, right? So they were able the liberals allowed the insurance uh, industry to reduce, The coverage uh, that uh, that is in a standard policy they didn't necessarily have to tell people that they were reducing the coverage uh, but they were able to reduce the coverage and so it was less expensive for the industry uh, to insure people because they they didn't have to make the same kind of payouts anymore so people were were left with you know reduced uh, very very Small. I mean, I think it was around 5% reduction uh, in their auto insurance rate, so nowhere near the 15%. But what, what they weren't told is that the Liberals, Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals, gave a gift to the insurance industry by allowing them to ratchet back the coverage that people have in their policies. So again, the decisions that were being made by Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals were all about their friends in the auto insurance industry and not about everyday drivers being able to afford their auto insurance and being able to afford a, a product uh, that, um, that is of high quality. I mean, uh, the quality of the auto insurance product has been reduced under the Liberal.
1: Now, you are offering to cut premiums by 15% uh, mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. elected. Over, over what kind of a time period?
2: Uh, well, we're going to get at it right away. And, and look, you know, I think this study shows very clearly that there's lots of room for the auto insurance industry uh, to do the right thing, and get those rates down. And and, and I, I'm going to say it again, and I've said it many times before. I, we are the only party that's prepared to go eyeball to eyeball with the auto insurance industry. And I have told them this that early on when I was first elected leader, which is almost 10 years ago now. And I said to them, because they get nervous when New Democrats are you know possibly going to form government, because they know that we're going to take them on. And I said to them this, I said, look, I'll work with you to get those rates down for people. But if you don't play ball with me and we don't see a considerable reduction in people's auto insurance rates, then I'm going to start looking at other models. Because people need to be able to afford their insurance. Look, we can't afford their hydro bills. Uh, they can't afford their childcare. They can't afford their rent and their mortgages. They can't afford their auto insurance. It's 2018. You'd, you'd think we'd be able to, to you know, build a better life for people in Ontario. Uh, you know, in this day and age. And and obviously, that's not been the priority for Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals. And I suspect, uh, you know, everyday folks are going to be asked to to try to make it on their own with uh, Doug Ford at the helm.
1: Now, uh, Andrea, I know you have to go in a few minutes, and I'm looking at the callers who are stacked up uh, waiting to have their say, and uh, one of the points that one of them wants to make is that uh, uh, remind Andrea that Bob Ray wasn't successful at changing insurance either. Uh, What do you say to that?
2: Well, I mean, again, that's why I say very straightforward, I am going to uh, work with that industry when I'm government, when I'm in government, uh, and and we know that there are pieces within the, uh, you know, within the formulas that exist that to determine how our insurance system operates in our province that we can address, that we can uh, take hold of. And my point being, we're going to do that work, uh, and if the auto insurance industry balks and if they try to, uh, you know, say they're going to leave the province, well, then good riddance because what we need is an auto insurance industry that, that actually functions for the drivers of our province. And I, And uh, just on a final note, I'm no Bob Ray. I am no Bob Ray. Uh, I'm Andrea Horvath, and I've been fighting this battle for folks for a long time now, and I can't wait to be in the Premier's chair to actually be able to fix it for people.
1: Okay, Andrea Horvath, on that note, we will let you go. And thank you so much for being with us on this really important topic.
2: Oh, I'm so glad you're doing this uh, this show, Libby, because I, and I'm sure your listeners are going to really be informed by the panel that you have lined up. So thank you again for your hard work. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, uh, let's get to the phones. We've got Clay in Ajax. Hi, Clay.
3: Hi, how are you doing today? Fine. How are you? Not bad. I remember the last election, they were all going to reduce the insurance rates by 15% if they got elected. I know that my insurance rates, the company I've been with for 20 years raised my rates by 43%, and I'd had no claims. So obviously i changed companies, and when I phoned back to talk to the guy that I'd been dealing with for 20 years, I told him why. (coughs) In the meantime, one of their other employees said, oh, no, we can match that new uh, quote you got. The new insurance company I went to uh, quoted $11 less than the one I'd been paying for 20 years with. But they all promised the same thing. Now Doug will be talking about reducing the rates, and uh, Kathleen will be talking about reducing the rates. But that's all it's going to be, Libby, is talk.
1: Well, uh, you know... to be fair to Andrea, uh, she did get that promise. And then, uh, don't you remember when Kathleen Wynne said, oh, actually, it was a stretch goal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And and I would expect that the Conservatives will have something to say about it. And uh, I guess it's just going to come down to who who do you believe uh, may get it done?
3: Can I ask you one more thing Let me, sure. before we hang up? <laughs> the uh, the lake megantic where they had the uh, the, the train uh, you know unattended train caused the fire and all the people were were you know damaged not down in quebec yes and uh, they were supposed to be uh, uh giving them instead of instead of lending them money at an interest free loan to get the. Clay, to- I'm,
1: I'm going to stop you because it's really off topic. Okay. And uh, so. Uh, I'll talk make- to you Friday. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Okay, we've got uh, Ed in Burlington. Hi, Ed.
4: Hello. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Uh, well, I'll just let you know after 54 years of listening to talk radio and 15 for. Um, Another station, I switched over to Zoomer, and I've been listening to you for about a month now. Oh, great. And I love it. Thank you. Anyway, um, I just got my... Inch. I have two cars, the 2016 and the 2018, mm-hmm. and I moved from a little house up in Innisfil to Burlington into a rather large townhouse. I pay $174 for all three. They just sent me an increase of $3. And then they sent another cre- uh, decrease Excuse me, of $4. So now I'm paying $173 a month.
1: A month. And okay. the other thing
4: I don't like, I do not believe that if someone buys a used car, should they have to pay taxes on that because it is a used vehicle. If no one buys a used car because they uh, want to buy a used car, they need a used car. And they shouldn't be insured, uh, uh, taxing insurance on cars and houses. So
1: okay. That's my thing. Thank you. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, people, I'm going to give the numbers out again, uh, and then I'm going to get to our uh, next guest who commissioned the report. So 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 We're talking about auto insurance, and we are talking about the report uh, that which found that Ontario drivers uh, – have been overcharged by as much as $5 billion over five years. So I'd uh, like to hear what you have to say about that, maybe your own experience. And uh, as I said just now, that report was commissioned by the Ontario Trial Lawyers Association, and we are now going to hear from the president of that group, Claire Wilkinson. Hello, Claire. Hello. Uh, thanks for joining us. Why did you commission that report? Well, Dr. Lazar first released his findings in 2015
5: that the auto insurance industry in Ontario has been very profitable. Since that time, there have been further reforms to auto insurance, as Ms. Haworth was explaining, that have taken away even more benefits and compensation from injured people, including those who are in wheelchairs and have devastating brain injuries. So we knew that there was significant profit in the system because... Dr. Lazar had already made his findings three years ago, and the benefits have been dramatically reduced since that time, so insurance companies are paying less money to injured people, and premiums haven't come down that much. So with those two factors together... We were quite certain there has been extensive profit in the system, and this most recent report confirmed that.
1: And uh, I'm assuming because you represent trial lawyers, that uh, it was uh, the lawyers who represent those injured people. um, That's who you are kind of representing in, in getting this done?
5: That's right, because we are the ones who have the injured people come into our offices and they want help, and they want compensation, and we're the ones who have to deliver the bad news to them that their benefits have been dramatically stripped. And, and if I may, I can tell you just a couple of examples of that. There have been 17 reductions since 2010, 17 reductions. And one of them, for example, 75% of injured people in Ontario have a maximum of $3,500 available for medical care and treatment. This level is dramatically lower than anywhere else in the country. Before all the reforms happened, injured people had up to a million dollars each for medical and rehabilitation care, and that has now been dropped, for the majority of drivers, 75% to 3500 So if you've ever had physiotherapy or any other treatment for any particular issue, you know that $3,500 does not go very far.
1: $3,500 is a lot less than seventy-five uh, uh, than 25% of a million dollars. You mean $35,000.
6: So so
5: 25% of the people that are injured Uh, um, have more serious injuries that allow them to apply for higher levels of coverage. Mm -hmm. But 75% of the injured people are limited to $3,500 of coverage. They can't get more. It's called the Minor
1: Injury Guideline. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, th- I think I spend more than that taking care of sports injuries. <laughs> right. So that's one area. Here's another area where there's been a
5: significant cut. This one came in 2016. The benefits available for catastrophically injured people, the most seriously injured people in the province, the people in wheelchairs, missing limbs, devastating brain injuries, those people, their coverage for medical rehabilitation and care, and attendant care benefits, which is where you need someone to help you with your daily tasks. It used to be $2 million. It's been dropped down now to $1 million. And the criteria to qualify as catastrophically impaired has become more stringent. So again, the most seriously injured people in this province have had their benefits decreased by 50%.
1: Um, Yes, and uh, as I was saying earlier, that just in in terms of uh, being a ratepayer, as soon as some of these changes with very modest decreases came in, my insurance agent told me that if, if I had any sense, uh, which I like to think that I do, I would uh, get additional coverage to make up for all the cuts, which yeah, I did. Th- I mean, that is good advice. Those are called optional benefits. You pay an
5: increased premium, and you can purchase greater coverage, and I would recommend that to everyone as well. But we need to recognize that before these changes came in, People didn't have to pay those increased premiums to get those levels of coverage. It was already there as part of your standard auto policy.
1: And um, what do you make of the claim uh, from the auto insurance industry, and we are about to bring them in in a minute, that that really all of this or a lot of this is the result of fraudulent claims? Well, with respect to fraud, I
5: mean, I haven't seen any reliable data talking about claims and certainly, um, you know, Ms. Horth as well said, which I, think, I think the word that you used was baloney. <laughs> um, you know, we haven't seen, um, you know, where that, where that information is coming from. But I can tell you, if we're going to talk about fraud, we can also talk about fraud committed by insurance companies on injured people. And there have been examples of insurance companies that hire doctors uh, that they know are going to give predictably negative reports and and say that this person really doesn't have a significant level of injury and can go back to work or, or something of that nature. There have even been examples of insurance companies altering doctors' reports. So, you know, if we're going to talk about fraud, we better talk about it on both sides of the table. And if I may, may I just talk about one other um, issue that I think is really important for people to know? Sure, sure. Yes. Okay. Um, There is also a deductible that applies to most people injured in car accidents in Ontario. So if you were injured, somebody else, you know, T-boned you or ran a red light or whatever else, and you want compensation, there is a deductible of over $37,000 that applies to your claim. Wow. Wow. People don't know this. We're not allowed to tell the juries this when we go to trial, but I'm telling you now. A 30, And it indexes every year by law. The government has
1: allowed that. And is, is that actually uh, the amount? Do you actually have to come up with that cash, or is that just taken off whatever the award is? It's just taken off.
5: So if, for example, you had a, a compensation claim where you were awarded $50,000, you would only get about thirteen. And when my clients come in my office and they say, well, who gets the $37,000? And I say, the insurance company of the person that injured you. And shock and dismay follows. And they always say, that's not fair, that's not right. And I said, you're right, it's not fair, and it's not right, but it's what the government has allowed to take place. All of these reductions have been at the request of the insurance industry with the claim that they needed these amendments in order to bring down profits, I bring down premiums. Uh, Profits haven't gone down. They've gone up. So here we have profits that are soaring, premiums that haven't come down enough, and injured people with benefits
1: that have been gutted. Okay, Claire, uh, I think this is a good time to bring in uh, Steve Key from the insurance industry. Just a note, uh, callers, uh, I am going to get to you, but uh, let's uh, get everybody's uh, um, side of this story first. Hi, Steve. How are you?
7: Well, good afternoon, Libby.
1: Uh, So, you've been listening to everything that Claire has had to say. Uh, What's your response?
7: As far as the report is concerned, there's a lot of things that are just not true. And I want to list a couple of the inaccurate claims and the assumptions uh, right off the top. Uh, 2016, the year that the the professor report focused on, GISA, which is the General Insurance Statistical Agency, had an ROE, return on equity, was actually 6.6%. In the report, it's 15.9%. Insurers also, uh, auto insurers in this province paid out a dollar three for every dollar they earned in premiums. And then there's also a claim that the claims have not gone up, which is not true as well. Uh, they've increased 4.5% annually or 19% between 2012 and 2016. They've also uh, he claimed the tax rate at twenty six and a half percent, but admits in his footnote it 's twenty nine point five and that operating expenses were twenty to twenty five percent when Giza reported twenty eight point two there's a lot of there 's a lot of interesting math that 's going on here i I think you know as an industry and and as a person who drives in this province, yeah, we pay too much for insurance we 're not the highest in the country as others would suggest actually that 's b c but the lawyers have a vested interest in this. Um, Four hundred and sixty-nine, almost half a billion dollars, is paid annually to personal injury lawyers in contingency fees. Uh, there's tens of millions of dollars spent on advertising. I can't drive behind a bus. I can't go into the restroom at the Rogers Center without seeing someone, you know, pitching for business. Uh, where do we go from here? Government last fall uh, announced the fair auto insurance plan. Uh, David Marshall did a, a review of the system. And I think we need to focus on getting people better. We need to focus on, on having a fair system, a system that is sustainable. Um,
1: how are you affordable. going to get people better if uh, you have all these cutbacks to uh, if, medical if you claims? Did, if you've
7: had a chance to read... Uh, the Marshall Report or read what's uh, in for the for the fair auto insurance plan. We're looking at making sure people are treated and get well and and get them back to the way they were before the collision. I think we have a a system right now that is broken and it needs all stakeholders at the table talking about this and focusing on people.
1: Okay, um, I have to take a quick break Everybody, please hang on. When we come back, uh, I'm going to take some of your calls and going to let Claire respond to what Steve Key has just said. Um, we have one set of numbers in this report yesterday. The insurance industry said those numbers are wrong. Um, we're going to hear from our callers on uh, what you believe after a short break. Before we go, the numbers to call 416 740 toll-free one. 1- 866-744-740 and we'll be right back
0: fight back with libby's nimer on zuma radio
1: Welcome back. We are talking about a fairly explosive report that says Ontario drivers have been overcharged to the tune of $5 billion over five years. Those are numbers the insurance industry disputes. The insurance industry says uh, the lawyers are trying to line their pockets. The lawyers say the insurance industry is lining their pockets. Uh, One thing both seem to agree on is that the system is broken. So first, I'm going to take a few calls from people who have been waiting patiently. Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat.
8: Good morning. I found it very interesting that um, the insurance industry finally identified the trial lawyer's motivation. It's They're working on contingency. They want more money in their pocket. And that is their motivation. And just because a man's written a report I'm sure there's four other reports that could be written that would get a different result. Um, I think we have to stand back and look at this for what it is. It's an attempt by the lawyers to get more money in their pockets they say they're doing it for the public good i'm sorry i don't agree with them
1: okay but you and you don't think drivers are being gouged
8: well we have to pay uh yes there are gouging uh, a good friend of mine had somebody jump in front of his van 10 years ago and it was a deliberate uh, uh attempt by the man yes he got hurt uh, but the insurance company paid $40,000 cuz it wasn't worth their time and effort to try and fight it in court. So, yes, there are situations like that and I think there is a lot of fraud in the in the ins- in the in this side of the uh business. It's not the insurance companies. It's it's the population. There's an element that sees this as a way to make money.
1: Okay, Pat. Well, uh, Pat agrees with the insurance industry. Thanks
6: for your call. Let's go to Margaret in Thornhill. Hi, Margaret. Oh, hi. Good morning. Good afternoon, Libby. Good afternoon, Andrea. Uh, It's a very good topic, the insurance. You have to realize one thing. Insurance companies, they're paying a lot of money on claims. Um, Some claims, I feel, uh, are not properly put through. They are fraudulent. I would not say everyone. The ones that are bad drivers, their insurance policy a premium should go up. The good drivers, it should remain the same. Well we've, because we've the good we've drivers heard from... are paying for the bad drivers. Well but in the meantime that's the way lawyers it's supposed are to making work. a lot of money because they're not uh, going to court. They rather settle out of court. And some of these claimants are getting $30,000, $50,000, perhaps for a whiplash or something. And it goes on and on and on. And I don't blame insurance companies to be protective. I mean, it's a big city, Toronto. Lots of drivers, lots of accidents, road racing, so forth. And, you know, you have to also realize they, too, are there for every driver. The drivers are covered, and they cover them accordingly. But if they're covered in a proper way, you know, the claimants, they make the proper claims, not fraudulently. Some have. I know that in the past. I don't want to give names. They have to be very protective. Okay, Margaret, thanks for your call. Thanks. Okay. Okay,
2: um,
1: Bye,
6: sweetheart. Bye. bye Bye-bye.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, just to say we've just heard about cuts to the coverage um, and good drivers, uh, like myself, have to pay extra to get the same kind of coverage we had before the promise of a drop in the rates. Those are facts. Let's hear from Rita in Milton. Hi, Rita.
6: Hi. How are you today? I know you're fine. Um, Andrea sidesteped the the reduction in the insurance very nicely just that she was going to get on it right away but she i i don't know no fault insurance is no good because if you're in an accident and it's not your fault you still have to pay and your insurance policy is going to go up No,
1: that, that's that's not exactly true a lot of people um are Uh, confused about what no fault is. It doesn't mean that no one is assigned fault. Uh, It means that both insurance companies uh, in the crash, I don't like to call them accidents, are going to pay the claim. However, uh, the driver who is considered to be at fault will get an increase And the driver who is not at fault uh, will not get an increase. And uh, about a a year ago, um, I had actually an off-duty cop just go into the back of my car, and that's exactly how it happened. Um, Both my insurance company and his, or I think it was maybe just mine that paid for the damage, my premiums didn't go up, and I'm assuming that his did. Uh, So that's how uh, no fault sort of works. Uh, and uh, I wait for Steve to correct me if I got anything wrong. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, Claire Wilkinson, uh, so uh, you heard uh, Steve Key's comments on what you said. What is what is your response to that? Well, I think it just underscores the need for
5: transparency. I mean, we shouldn't have to hire an economist to try and understand what the insurance companies are making in profit for Ontario. It should be read, readily available information that the public can know, that the government can know, that everyone can understand, so that we can have a more informed discussion about this. Dr. Lazar said he had to make some assumptions because all the data wasn't available for him to do uh, more precise calculations.
1: Um, now, and, and what about uh, the things that he's saying about the motivations of, of, of lawyers in this?
5: Well, that was a really interesting stat about lawyers' fees because uh, the insurance companies don't have access to the private contracts that take place between insured people or injured people and their lawyers. So there is no data out there about what lawyers' contingency fees are, what the total is. That's a made-up number. Um, But I can tell you this that people have an option of paying on an hourly rate for a lawyer just like they do with any other area of law, if you're in a family law dispute or buying a house or whatever, you can pay the hourly rate, but because these cases go on so long, you know, years, most people can't afford to do that, so the contingency fee agreements allow access to justice for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to pay for lawyers. And lawyers will work without without being paid for many, many years. And so finally, when the case is resolved, if it's resolved successfully for the injured person, and there's lots of hurdles that I've already told you about that limit the amount of of compensation that's available to people, um, that's when the lawyer gets paid. But you have to remember this. There's a huge imbalance between injured people and well-funded insurance companies. And oftentimes, personal injury lawyers are the only thing that stands between an injured person and financial ruin. We are the ones who stand up for people that can't stand up for themselves. We're the ones who give a voice to the people that can't speak for themselves.
1: Okay, and uh, I know uh, lawyers who work for insurance companies as well. Let's take a call from Fred in Mississauga. Hi, Fred.
6: Hi, how are you doing?
1: Fine, how are you?
4: Very good, thank you. I'll be short and sweet. My two biggest complaints are the fact that I pay a premium, don't file a claim, and they don't give me a dividend on my good money. And if I do file a claim, they punish me by putting my rates up.
1: Okay, Yeah. All righty. Okay, Fred, thanks for that. Have a good day. Okay, and Brian in Toronto?
4: Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I've never really been a a regulation or a uh, sort of a more government kind of thing, but I think at this point in time, we really do need to look at regulated or some kind of government overseen insurance program, provided it's not the Liberal government
1: um yeah <laughs> I mean i I'd
4: love to understand what a stretch goal means I've never heard of that
1: uh uh you should have heard of it from it's, Kathleen Wynn it's it's a well, promise that did not
4: know oh, you're right I'm sorry <laughs> i never heard of it previously. Right. I understand in the campaigns there's goals. I understand that the NDP propped up the Liberal government uh, while it was a minority on the on the contingency that they would uh, do something about insurance. I, I applaud the NDP for doing that. I've never voted NDP. I very well may in the next election. I think they're probably the most viable alternative to what's what the other choices are, anyway?
1: Thank you. Okay, thanks a lot, Brian. Okay, uh, we are uh, running out of time on this, uh, uh, Steve Key. What would you like to leave us with?
7: Well, transparency was a, a word that's been used a couple of times here. I I really think it's only been recently that lawyers have been forced to be transparent with their fees. I also would like transparency about how much they paid to get this report. Uh, this is the same old song and dance. We had one in 2015 where they cherry-picked uh, companies and used it as all industry and, and didn't take account into the companies that actually lost money. So it, I always compare this to, well, the lease would still be in the second round of the playoffs if he didn't count the losses.
1: Okay. Claire, what would you like to leave us with? I'd like to say that attacking
5: the lawyers is side the issue, which is really is how much is this insurance profit? What are we talking about? Um, We need transparency, and if people say, what can I do about this? You can talk to the candidates who are running in the upcoming provincial election and ask them if they're prepared to insist upon transparency of insurer profits, and if they're prepared to lower insurance profits in order to reduce premiums and restore much-needed benefits to injured people.
1: Okay. Thank you both for that. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Steve. Goodbye. Okay, Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to follow up on yesterday's show. Uh, It was all about Doug Ford being caught on cell phone video talking about allowing development on the Oak Ridge's Moraine. Um, We had uh, some guests who defended that, said it was actually a good idea. Uh, But uh, Doug walked that back a couple of hours later. So we're going to talk about that when we return.